The prophet sings the praises of our wondrous and glorious God. Enthroned on high, the Lord possesses all powers and majesty. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in, who brings princes to naught and who makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely is their stem taken root in the earth when he blows upon them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see, who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary, and the young will, will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me. And woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law though I myself am not under the law, so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. 
That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or possessed by demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. There are many people, when they hear this particular passage from the Gospel read, don't listen to any word past, and she served them. Um, It's a great story. Uh, They come home from synagogue. They say uh, Simon's mother-in-law is sick, Jesus heals her, and she gets up and waits on them. There are some people who say that's the way things should be, and others who say no, no, that's the way they shouldn't. But there's something important going on here. Um, We have a bad translation. It says that he resurrected her. Not that he healed her, but resurrected her. That's the word in Greek. And she ministers to them, not just serves, but ministers. It's the word that lies behind our word for deacon. And when Jesus was out in the desert with the angels, um, you know, being tempted, and he was with the wild beasts, the angels, were told, came and ministered to him. So something is going on here. Um, Simon's mother-in-law is, is fulfilling a particular office t- to Jesus. In the early church, we have evidence of two very distinct forms of Christianity. Um, Scholars these days call them the householder church. There were churches that were established and sort of um, stayed in one place, the householders. And then there were the wandering prophets. They went out on the road two by two and, and preached the message. We hear more about that form of of Christianity in the Gospels. When Jesus sends out the disciples, he sends them out two by two. He says, enter whatever town will have you, stay at whatever house will keep you, eat what they put in front of you, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and proclaim the kingdom. So that's the role that Jesus and the disciples are taking in this story. The other role is the role of the householding church. We do have a document from about the year 100 that portrays things from the other side, from the householder's side. It says, when you say the Eucharist, do it like this, set out the bread and the wine. But if a prophet comes by, let them say the Eucharist however they want to. And if the prophet stays one day, that's good. If the prophet stays two days, if he has a special message, that's okay. But if he stays three days, he's a beggar. Send him on his way. Um, And so the householding church wasn't quite sure what to make of these wandering prophets. Jesus and his disciples looked like that. It's sort of the old Mary-Martha distinction, right? Who should serve and who should hear the gospel? So that's going on right there at the beginning of, of the scriptures. But notice, Jesus goes in and heals her, raises her, and then she comes out and and gives them food. All through Mark's gospel, um, when he raises from the dead the girl who was 12 years old, the first thing he says to the disciples is, give her something to eat. 
The way the kingdom was proclaimed was by taking those people who were excluded from ceremonial table fellowship and bringing them to the table. So whatever it was that was her problem, she was excluded from fellowship, and then he brings her to the table. Paul also writes to a situation where we have the conflict between the householding church and the wandering prophets. The, the main relationship in Corinth, of course, he's talking to the Corinthians, and the main relationship that they saw was patron-client. At the very beginning of the gospel, he says, there are schisms among you. Some of you say, I belong to Paul, some Apollo, some Cephas, some Christ. It mattered who your patron was. If your patron was somebody important and flashy, then by connection with that person, you were important and flashy too. The prosperity gospel preachers work like that now. If, you know, Joel Osteen didn't drive a flashy car, people would think that what he was preaching didn't work. So he's got to look really snappy. And Paul shows up as a leather worker, not a very well-respected vocation, and makes no claim on the people. Says, I don't want your money. I'm preaching this for free. And so people called him weak. They said, you must not be very much of an apostle. And so these other people, he called them jokingly super apostles. So he gives a reason for the way he does this. He says, I make it free so that no one has a claim on me and I have a claim on no one. I've made myself a slave to everyone, not a patron, but a slave. And then another bad translation. He says, to the Jews I became a Jew that I might profit Jews. In our translation, it says that I might win Jews, as if he was trying to win Jews over. No, it's so that I might profit them. To those under the law, I became as one under the law that I might profit them. To those not under the law, I became like them in order to profit them, so that I might have a stake in the gospel. We have that tension even in the present between the sort of settled church. We're a settled church. We've got a building. We've got you know bills to pay and the need to proclaim the gospel, to be out there on the road. I'm going to borrow a story from Bill Witte. Um, he said last week at annual, um, annual meeting that they had gone up to the Ronald McDonald house um, to fix breakfast on New Year's Day, and the, the teenagers were supposed to help with the dishes, and he looked into the kitchen, and they're not there, and he started to get angry. Where are those kids? They're supposed to be doing the dishes. And then looked out in the dining room, and they were sitting with one of the people in the Ronald McDonald house, a kid who had leukemia, Um, who had been in for treatment over and over and over again, and they were just talking kid stuff with him, just letting him be a kid. Bill said, ah, I got over my anger. That's what they needed to be doing. We we often want to be Martha. We often want to get the dishes done. But we need to be in tension and say, where is it that we need to be? Who do we need to become in order to hear what they have to say so that we can profit by them and profit them at the same time. Both of those aspects are part of the gospel, both being settled and always asking with Paul, who do we need to become? Where do we need to go sit in order to hear what they have to say? Because that's where the kingdom will be, even as it is here. Amen.